we are back for another one, people. Yes, sir, the point. Um, this is the pain pod today. Yes, the pain podcast. I'm feeling nothing but down in depression. Um, Mavs can't win at home in the playoffs, and the Rangers can't win at all, so it's just a lot of pain here in the, the point studios in my room where I feel deep depression every time I watch my Dallas teams play. And uh, we're going to talk about the Mavs mostly here today. The Rangers, they, I don't want to really, we're not going to get much into them. We'll talk about them shortly in there, but nothing much to report on them other than just a bunch of losses. And the Mavs, they, uh, you know, won the first two in L.A. Looking great. Offense was knocking down shots out of ridiculous in the clip. I mean, even the Clippers weren't playing bad. The Mavs were just playing better. But, I mean, even the Mavs in the first two games, their defense was shaky. They made up for it with great offense. Well, that lack of lack of defense came back to bite them in the ass in games three and four. And now, they're, now the series is tied 2-2. Back to L.A. Superstars hurt. Not looking good for the Mavericks, but it's not over. Like I said, series is tied 2-2. It's just, you gotta figure out what the hell you're doing on defense. I mean, Kawhi is looking like a robot video game character out there with the efficiency at which he's knocking down shots. I think the man went 11 for 15 yesterday. Around about the same clip the game before. So, uh, and Paul George is shot shooting really nice. I mean, it's literally just Paul George and Kawhi for the Clippers. It's literally just PG and Kawhi. That's it. That is it. There's nobody else contributing at a factor enough to matter. It is literally just Paul George and Kawhi. If Dallas can just get some inconsistency out of one of them, it would greatly help their chances to win this series. Just one of them. You don't even have to get both of them playing bad. Just one of them. It would really help their chances this series. But now, you go back to L.A., you've got two days, thank God, to adjust. Hopefully, Luka can heal. And you've got to figure out a way to get your team more involved on defense. You've got to stop leaving Maxi and Dorian on islands with freaking Paul George and Kawhi because they are literally just getting to the rim whenever they want. There is no stopping them. And when they get to the post, no, everybody just stands around and watches. No one's rolling to help. Maxie's not, or, uh, Willie's not coming over. KP's not coming over to help. Everyone's just standing and watching Kawhi with an easy hook shot five feet from the damn rim. There is no one rolling. The rotations are slow in the perimeter. Maxie, Dorian, they're just getting beat off the perimeter by anyone who wants to take the ball to the basket is getting to the basket. Reggie Jackson, Rondo, freaking Marcus Morris, freaking Nick, Nick Batum, anyone who wants to get to the basket is getting to the basket. And it's embarrassing. There's a 7-3 guy on this court. Let's act like there's a 7-3 guy on this court. We all know KP can be a perennial shot blocker. He's got to be better at that. Willie needs to as well. They both need to be better at the rim. There is there is a lack of rim protection at the game, and that's why the Clippers have no issues going small. Great adjustment by Ty Lue. I still don't think he's a great coach, but great adjustment. They went small because they knew that they were going to be able to score at the rim against Dallas's bigs regardless of their size. And that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did, and Dallas had no answer for it at all. And I didn't watch the second half. I got to go to bed. I got work at 3.30 in the morning, so I go to bed pretty early. But I knew just by, especially in these past few years where Dallas has really made a, uh, has really made a, an effort to start shooting a lot more threes, like, of course, the rest of the league has, but really Dallas specifically, when, when THJ is, when Timmy's missing wide open threes at the top of the key, and just breaking them, you know it's going to be a long game. I mean, I've picked up on that, you know, a couple of seasons ago. 
Just when this team is not knocking down the shots, they stay cold. They don't get hot. They stay cold the whole game. So I knew that this game was going to turn out like it started. It was going to finish like it started and finish with a 25-point L. So, yeah, I knew. I had no issue going to bed because I knew what the second half was going to provide. It is exactly what happened. I think Dallas scored like nine points in the first first three quarter. Like I mean, they scored almost nothing in the first in the third quarter. Like they came out of halftime. Like I saw this. They came out of halftime and were ended halftime like they began, or began halftime like or began the second half like they ended it. I mean, just no offense anywhere to be found. The Clippers' defense was all over them. Very physical. Very aggressive. On the ball. Active hands, and it caused some turnovers. Caused some disruption in Dallas's flow. And then, of course, Dallas can't get stops on the defensive side, so now they can't get out in transition, and it's a, it's a domino effect. It all affects everything. You know, you got to be able to get in transition, and that's what Dallas likes to do. You know, Dallas runs well in transition. they got a great perennial passer, one of the best passers in the league in Luka, who loves getting the ball up court, and they weren't able to do that at all because they couldn't get any stops. The Clippers were knocking down really good, good shots in the first half. Now, overall, the Clippers had an average game shooting. So it's not like the Clippers shot the lights out for the entire game. It's just Dallas couldn't stop them. And then when Dallas got the ball on their side, they couldn't make shots on their own. It was a very cold shooting night for Dallas. And Ty Lue called. He said Dallas can't keep it up, and they couldn't. And that would, and to be expected for them to keep it up the whole series, that would go against what we know about Dallas Mavericks basketball. And is that the, the shooting can get cold at times. And when it gets cold, it gets ice cold like it did against L.A. last night. And it resulted in a loss. Now the series is tied 2-2. And now we're going back to L.A. So, very uphill battle for Dallas here. It's not looking good. The momentum's all in, all with L.A. Nothing's with Dallas. And it's time for Dallas to respond now. Los Angeles got a lot of shit last week for what happened in L.A. with Dallas beating them two games in a row. They responded well. They responded like you'd expect a team to respond with a finals MVP on it. So, and now it's Dallas' turn. You know, now what, what, what adjustments can Rick Carlisle make? What lineup adjustments can he make? And maybe you go with a Josh Green to defend on the perimeter. Maybe he doesn't get beat so much. You know, maybe you go with more Willie Cauley-Stein. You know, you've got to figure something out. You know, you know I, don't, I like and the Boban move early listed. That was just a morale booster. And, and it worked for a short period of time. He got some buckets. He got people going. I mean, he brought kind of Dallas back into it early, but then, of course, they weren't able to sustain that. L.A. just went on another run. But, and that was the story of the game. Just Dallas not able to get anything going offensively and sustain it. And it was sad to watch a team that was so lights out just completely fall apart in two games. And it's not, and it's not like Dallas was awful in game three. They weren't great. They just didn't have the defense that they needed to have. If they made a few more stops, maybe KP wakes up a little bit. I think Dallas wins game three, but that's not what happened. The defense got exposed, and they got exposed even more in game four. So now what adjustments does Dallas make? Does Dallas start doubling Kawhi down low? I think that might be an option. You've got to make him uncomfortable down low, down in the mid-range. When he gets down to their spot, if he finds his spot, he's going to make the shot. Got to make him uncomfortable. Got to get him out of the post. I mean, he's going to hit the post. He's going to hit some threes. He's going to knock down some threes, but that's fine. He, he is much more dangerous down low, down in the mid-range. And if you can make him uncomfortable down there, that's going to disrupt his game. It's going to disrupt what he likes to do. And that's just Kawhi. And then PG, of course, you know, he may turn into Pandemic P or Playoff P, whatever you want to call him. Let's hope for Pandemic P, and he starts bricking shots again like he did all last series, last year. So, you know, this Dallas team's not out of it. It's not over. It's not even close to over. It's Terry's tied 2-2, all right? And, and, you know, what if Dallas 
wins on Wednesday. What if? You know, it's a very real possibility. I mean, yeah. So, you know, I know everybody's on their ass now. You know, everybody's worried about what's going to happen uh, if they end up losing this series. I'm, I'm not thinking that far ahead yet. I'm thinking about Wednesday. I'm thinking about Game 5. What's going to happen then? You know? Like, I want to see this team respond. Damn it. You know, Luka's got two days. It's a nerve issue in the neck. He's going to have two days of rest. I don't know if he'll come back 100%. I doubt he'll be 100%. We probably better off than he was last night, I would hope. So let's see what happens there. You know, KP responded pretty well. I think he had a decent game. Um, but once again, defensively, the whole team needs to be better defensively. KP included Willie, Luke, I mean, everyone, Josh Richardson, Dorian, Maxi. I mean, Dorian and Maxi got to keep him in front of him on the perimeter. It's as simple as that sometimes. Like, you're getting beat down to the post pretty, pretty, pretty easily. Like, if you just maintain a little bit of pressure. And a little bit of fortitude on the perimeter, then maybe you wouldn't be getting beat so damn hard at the rim. You wouldn't need KP and, and Willie to roll all the damn time and help. So it you know it goes on. It's not just the help defense. It is the the de- the perimeter defense of Maxi and Dorian solely. Like they are getting blown by by almost anyone. And of course, it's hard to say yeah defend Kawhi solo. I get it, but you know occasionally you're gonna have to. And it's every single time. Every single time they can't contain him. So they're going to have to stop that man. He is on a mission. I feel like this team, that Clippers team, was put in a hole and they dug themselves right out of it. Now Dallas is in the hole. And they're not even in a hole. The series is tied 2-2, but moment, like they may feel like they're in one. But in reality, they are not. This is still anyone's series. Dallas has two games to regroup, adjust, get healthy, and then come out and kick some ass on Wednesday. All right, and that's what I think, you know, I don't, it's hard to say what's going to happen this series. I said at the beginning, I think the Clippers are probably going to win it, and, you know, it's, I hate to say it, but but at this rate, it's looking like that's what's going to happen, especially if LA comes out and wins on Wednesday. I don't see Dallas coming back and winning this series. What happens from there remains to be seen, and I think that goes with, you know, this extends a lot more than just, uh, than just Rick or Luka, or KP. I mean, this the put the roster that's put together is not great. Like, there's just not a whole lot of options for Dallas. There's no there's no defense. Josh Richardson was not the defender that he thought he they thought he was going to be. Uh, KP his defense has regressed. I mean, Lucas has gotten better, thank God, but he's not good enough to make up for any of that. What you think you're going to get out of KP and Josh Richardson? You know, Willie's Willie hasn't been a reliable enough defender to count on him consistently. So there's no defenders. There's no other creators outside of Luke. I mean, Jalen's getting better, but he's still not that great of a secondary creator. So it, the, you know, there's a lot of issues with the, how this roster was built, and that's on management. That's in the front office. That's on Cuban. That's on Donnie Nelson. So there's a lot of other things that go into this. And I this and if Dallas gets bounced first in the first round after going up 2-0. Gonna be a lot of questions to be asked in that front office about what to do this offseason, where you how you want to take the direction of the roster, what you're gonna do with KP. I mean, there's a lot of questions. You know, Chris Tapps, that's a you know, you can't you can't just, you know, have a couple of good games and still think the questions of what your what this your future with this team's gonna are gonna go. I mean, a man is injury prone. When he gets the ball down low, he doesn't know what to do with it. He can't create his own offense for anything. He has to be wide open, or on a or on a disadvantage. And sometimes even when he's on a, when he even when he's got a size disadvantage, he still doesn't know what to do. He just fucking turns around and throws up a shot. Like, dude, make a move. Be an athlete. 
And he's got very, very, very little in the way of post moves, and it's embarrassing sometimes watching him work down there. So that KP's got an issue, and this is gonna be if Dallas gets bounced in this first round, and there's gonna be some lot of issues to be asked. And even even if they get bounced in the second, or they end up winning and going on to the second or third, whatever, there's still some questions to be asked of this roster in the offseason, regardless of where this team finishes. Because there's not there's ain't no way a team getting the damn NBA finals. No way. So there will be an interesting offseason for the for the Dallas Mavericks. That is for certain. That is for certain. And you know, I'm just I just want to see this team build something around Luka before it's too late. That's my only issue. So like I said, game on Wednesday. Gotta get got game five against the Clippers. Gotta win. Of course, can't go down three two. If you go down three two, effectively the season's over. I don't think Dallas can win two straight against the Clippers at this rate, at this point, after seeing what the LA has done and the adjustments they've made and you know the lack of defense that Dallas has shown over the course of all three games. Over the course of all four games, excuse me. So, and it's not like Dallas. Dallas just had great enough offense to cover up their shoddy defense in games one and two. Games three and four didn't have that offense. So, look what happened. So, Dallas is definitely going to have to readjust what they're doing defensively and put a lot more pressure on Kawhi, be a lot more physical. Refs be damned. Uh, you know, I thought I'd talk about the Rangers. This month was terrible for them. Uh, I think they went 11, 11 and 17 over the course of 28 games this month. And with half of those, pretty much half of those wins coming in the first week of the season. So pretty much from weeks two, three, and four of the month of May, the Rangers lost, you know, one only. I think they won five games in the first six days of May and then, then won six over the course of the next three weeks. So, you can do the math there. Not good. Not good. Um, another month like this, and they will definitely be sellers in July. And when that happens, who knows what's going to happen. What about Joey? Got Isaiah Conifalefa. Got Kyle Gibson's having a good season. Nate Lowe might be a piece people are looking for. You know, I think Dallas probably can get the most. I mean, honestly, hell, they might get more value out of Isaiah Conifalefa than they do in Joey Gallo. Because Conifalefa's having a pretty good season. And he is a... A fantastic defensive shortstop or third baseman, wherever the hell you want to put him. But you know, I, like I said, in my last play got I got to find a core somewhere. And you know, I think Texas's issue right now has been their offense. Um, and the pitching's been on and pitching's been pretty decent for the most part, not great, but well enough, better than you thought it was going to, better than I thought it was going to be. But the offense, for the most part, has been pretty pretty bad. And um. I thought the offense might be one of the better spots of this team, and that just has not been the case. So, and yeah, another another month like the month of May, and this team will be sellers uh, at the trade deadline in July. And that well, we'll have to cross that bridge when we come to it because we're not quite there yet. Maybe this team can bounce back in the month of June, but we'll see. So that's it for the point. Uh, like I said, Mavericks play on Wednesday. Uh, I think the Rangers are off tonight. They play tomorrow. So, yep. Got a good show out for you today. Nice pain pod. Get my anger and uh, frustrations I have with the Mavericks out. Just need to talk about it with y'all a little bit. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. And I'll see y'all next time.